0: Good morning, welcome to all those joining us for the Shir and Likuti HaLochas, Yoredeah, Chelek shani. Hilchas Pigian Bachoyer, Halacha Hei, Paragraph Yud Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Tami Bas Reb Hershel Tzvi, whose Yortzite is today, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Reb Shemshin B'Reb Barski, Zichrana Levracha, whose Yortzite is today. He was a descendant of Rabbein who lived in Bnei Brak. In recent years, passed away a few years ago. He was one of the oldest Bresterlers in recent years, and was raised in a in the Hasid Gur community, but started coming to Uman for a Shoshana years ago, many years ago, and the last years of his life was the Balmakri the one who who led the the Shoefer Blowing, Inum on Rosh Hashanah, and Major Talmud Chacham, Oivad Hashem, Chosei Yogan Alein of Yisrael. We dedicate the learning also for a complete refuah Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bazgalia, Rochel Noyanachama Noa Nachama Yehuda Shmuel Ben Yael Tsuriyah, and the wife of Yaakov Ben Yael and the newborn baby girl and Yehudas Ruchama bas Chavarus, Sora Yehudas bas Sora, Idas bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Yehoshua Ruvayn ben Chana Esther, Rachamim ben Rochel, Shimon Aliyezer ben Rochel, David ben Behia, Shengel bas Leah, Yaakov Yehoshua ben Freindel Rechel, Aviva Yelana Bassius Behandel, Soroko Bassius Behandel, Gittigenendel Bassi Poira, Lebele Bassi Poira, David Leib and Shana, <coughs> Daniel Boruch Ben Sora, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Tali Bassiael, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Chaya Sophia Sheshana Lei Ben Jenya, Benjamin Yitzrock Ben Liba Margaret, Eliohu ben Miriam Ruiz, Schwammer ben Rifke Sprinzer, Shane Taiba bas Miriam, Levi Elkhana ben Yael ben Yom Yitzchok ben Liba Marguerite, Ella bas Sora, Hana Naomi bas Ella, Ami ben Chai ben Yehuda Skila, Rab bas kraindel, is in the middle of explaining the beginning of Parshas b'chukhoi based on chapter 7 in Likutim in the second half of Likutim that this halacha is based on. And we spoke quite a bit in the previous year about this, and now Rav Nosenzel continues. V'zeh, based on what we've been learning here, we'll understand what it says there, You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall before you to the sword. chamisha And five of you, five Jews, will chase after a hundred of the enemy, and, and the hundred of the enemy will be frightened. They'll run away. They'll try running away because Rabbein explains over there in Likud Imran that in order for a person to undertake the responsibility to provide pranossa for their family and to try to connect to the heorah haratzayim that comes through pranosa, through achila and all the other things mentioned there in that chapter in Likud Imran the person has to be Ishhail powerful strong she yero y khalek be malchus in order that the person should have a share in the holy kingdom va'in le al pasuk malchus khamalchus kolay and take a look a little while later I'm not since i is going to expound on this pasuk anashrei she iker hamalchus malchus va mem shauer that true kingdom true rulership is only the Malchus of kedusha when it's the kingdom of Hashem, the kingdom of the Jewish people. gabrim hadas And this refers especially when a person is involved in trying to enlighten their friend about Hashem. And this is what the Pasuk means, you'll chase after your enemies. Rav Tomua Rabnusal says there seems to be a question here. Mahu sabrocha What what kind of promise is this by Hashem? Hashem is blessing us that we're going to chase after our enemies? Zehu Swamiti am This is the ultimate purpose. This is our mission, the mission of the Holy Jewish nation. Sheyudafu Esayim to chase after our enemies, the Apelosan Bachorat, and to kill them with the sword? Linkoin, Velishpa Damchas Vishon, that's our goal? To 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 revenge, take revenge from them and to spill their blood. Halo Yashemizvora Khafatz Bisholim. We know that what Hashem really wants is peace. Uma vore chasamoy And Hashem blesses us with, with peace. It would seem that it would have been enough what the Pusik says there in that beginning of Parshish Buhu Kaisai that Hashem says, I will establish peace in the land. Why does it have to speak about chasing after our enemies? Why, why is this part of the bracha that will chase after our enemies? The truth is, it's very well known and very clear that Hashem created all of the worlds in order that Hashem should achieve recognition. As the Zohar Kodesh says it in three words: Begin the Lay, in order that people should know about Hashem and recognize Hashem the Hakoil royal and therefore everything was created for the sake of the Jewish people who would accept Hashem's Torah which is holy knowledge and it's through the Torah which is this das of kedusha, that one comes to to know about Hashem and to achieve the highest level of recognition of Hashem., Yisrael, Israel, and therefore all of the greatness and kingdom which will come only to the Jewish nation, to those who fulfill the will of Hashem, Loze Hadas. Who are privileged to acquire this das for which everything was created vialkain rakheim kruim adam. That's why it's only the Jewish people who believe in Hashem that are called adam. Can Rabbi show Rabbi as the Gemara says in nivamis that atem kruim adam. You, the Jewish people, are called adam. Kimi sheein hadas. Because a person who is not aware of Hashem and doesn't recognize the greatness of Hashem, is an animal in the form, in the shape and form of a human being. As Rabbi Nizal expresses this in the beginning of that chapter on the Yikutim chapter 7. And based on this, every single one of us is responsible to be involved in making the world into a civilization. Which means to enlighten other people, to enlighten them about the existence of Hashem. That's called inhabiting the world that with human beings. That's called perpetuating mankind. As Rabbi Nizal explains over there, in the beginning of that chapter in the Kutub Ran, And when the Jewish people will be zeichet to fulfill the will of Hashem, We are required to make every effort possible to enlighten the other nations about this, about the existence of Hashem and what Hashem expects from human beings. Kameshe Kosov, as it says clearly, tell the other nations about Hashem's honor. Inform the other nations about all of Hashem's great miracles and all the great things Hashem does. We find this in many psukim. And this this explains the purpose. We know that in the in the Torah it speaks about mitzvah, certain wars that the Jewish people need to wage, where it's a mitzvah to wage that war. And Rav Zal says what the ultimate purpose of that war is. To, to get those other people enlightened about the truth. <inaudible> to let them know that Hashem is the one who is running the world and, and everything in it. <inaudible> this is the real ultimate purpose and mission of the Jewish nation and of every single one of us. And this is the real meaning, the most important meaning of these words. You'll chase after your enemies. There's a passage that says, "Seek peace and chase after it." That word, "uradafehu," that same term, chasing, this is tied into what the Zohar HaKadosh says, Zako manda ochid fortunate, blessed is the person who holds on to the hand of a rasha, U and we have to chase after them in order to bring them back, in order to enlighten them about Hashem. Ki hi because this pursuit, this is the real peace, Real peace doesn't mean that we're just not shooting each other and stabbing each other and and having economic uh, cooperation. Real peace means when people are aware of Hashem and living by Hashem's standards. Because so long as people aren't aware of the existence of Hashem and aren't aware of what Hashem expects from us, and are not fulfilling the will of Hashem and are not leaving their sins and all the, the bad things that people do even if it seems that the person or the community is living in peace tremendous peace that's not real peace that's not real peace Ki ain omar Hashem lo Because the Pesach says in Yeshayon Hashem says to the reshoim, you do not have peace. Even if it looks like you're living on the Riviera and you have your swimming pool, that's not peace. Ki Because so long as a person's actions are not pleasing Hashem, are not what Hashem wants the person to be doing, How in the world can we say that that person is really at peace? Because inside of the person there is no peace. As the Pesach says, Because of my sins, I have no peace inside of me. We know that the body is made up of Phys- physical and spiritual. And it's only if the physical is conforming to the spiritual that's called peace. When the spiritual is, is pulling in one direction and the physical is going in an opposite direction, that's not peace. That's machlokis. And Rabnosan Zal says this is really what the Pussek is referring to. You'll chase after your enemies that when the Jewish people will be doing the will of Hashem as it says in the beginning over there when we will be religious the way we're supposed to be then there's an important mitzvah to chase after those who are not doing the will of Hashem for what purpose? in order to get them to do tshuva, to bring them close to the real truth. That's the real definition of peace. As the Pesach says in Zechariah, love the truth and peace. When there's emes, there's sholim. When there's sheker, there's no sholim seek Shalom and run after it, chase after it. Like the Zohar Kodish says that it's worth chasing after, it's worth doing outreach. Outreach means going out of my comfort zone, going out of my very religious enclave and, and trying to reach out to people who are not yet close to Hashem who do not yet know about Hashem. (coughs) And this is what it means when a Pesach says, your enemies will fall before you to the sword. Which sword are we referring to? The sword that Yaakov Avinu said that he used to conquer all his conquerors. As Yaakov Avinu said to Yosef HaTzadik, I conquer the city of Shechem, with my sword and bow. And the Gemara says, "Bitfilosiu mm-hmm. with my tefillah. As Rabbi Nizal expresses this in the beginning of the second chapter in the first part of Likut subakoshos. That the main weapons of the Jewish nation are our tefillah. question in the chat but doesn't both Rabbein Sal and Rabbein say in another place that it's prohibited to go after the evil people in order to be makari them but we have to wait until they come to us the answer is yes and no meaning that we don't do religious we don't try to force people to, to be religious however we do Open up schools. We do open up yeshivas where we make it clear that those for those people, for to to welcome them. That's what we mean here. When we see here chase after them, we don't mean visit running after them in the street and grabbing them and and pu- pulling them in. But we do mean in a in a gentle in a positive way in a gentle way opening a door for them. That's what it means. It doesn't mean literally. Literally, physically chasing after them. It, it means making, doing whatever is necessary to make it possible, to give them the option to welcome them, to invite them even, to invite them, that yes. The, the answer is, again, regarding a question in the chat, can we, can we clarify the Jewish approach as to as not proselytizing? And if people are our enemies, they certainly aren't interested in doing tshuva. <clears throat> a person can't be forced to do tshuva. <clears throat> the answer is, Rav Zal here isn't talking about Hamas terrorists. He's not talking about murderers, those kind of people. He's talking about people who don't know about Hashem, people who don't know about Hashem. <coughs> and if it were offered, if they were offered the opportunity to know, they would, they would welcome it, they would join it. <coughs> there, there are institutions, Arachim, others that make seminars <coughs> where they invite chilonim people that are not yet religious, people that have not had a Jewish education, to come and hear, come and listen. <coughs> And again, the Breslov approach for a person to open up, to, to go again, not necessarily to stay in their own Dalet in their own little place, and I'm learning for myself, but rather to, to, be, to be a presence in different cities, in different locations, and to make do, do advertising and promote that whoever wants to come is welcome to listen and to put these shuram in places where they're accessible to the public, there are many people today. Some of the tools we have today to put the Shurim in places where people who go who who use those places are able to access those shurim and be able to become religious. I've had many people contact me and say. You don't know who I am, but I know who you are. I've been listening to Shuran because it was made accessible and available to these people. There's an awareness and consciousness that this is one of our important missions. I mentioned in the past, but it, it's obviously worth repeating, that when Yaakov Avinu was about to pass away, we talk about Yaakov Avinu as being the Bechir Sheba Ovo, the choicest one, of the three forefathers of the Jewish people. Avram Avinu was great, Yitzchak Avinu was great, Yaakov Avinu was greater in certain ways. Avram Avinu had a Yitzchak, but he also had a Yeshmoel. Yitzchak Avinu had a Yaakov, but he also had an Asa. Yaakov Avinu, all of his kids, he was successful with all of his children. All of them, they're called Shiftei Ka, the heavenly tribes, Hashem's tribes. Hashem puts His name on each one of them. Hora uveini, Hashem the He in front and the Yud in back. Hashem's seal is on each one of these tribes. And now, when Yaakov Avinu came to the end of his life, the highest height of his career, and he's ready, he feels the time has come to reveal the coming of Moshiach, and he tries to do it, he says to his family, Hey, us who gather around, and I will reveal to you what's going to take place at the end of time. And the Shekhinah leaves him. And then he gets, he's concerned that, wow, maybe I'm fooled. Maybe I was fooled. Just like Yitzchak Avinu was fooled to a degree regarding Esav. Maybe I'm fooled. Maybe I think they're all holy and they're all good and they're not. And all of them cry out, Shema Yisroel Hashem Alekin Hashem Echod. Just like you believe in Hashem 100%, we believe in Hashem 100%. So what's wrong? What's missing? And Yaakov Avinu re- realizes what's missing. He realizes that a gathering of tzaddikim alone is not enough to bring the geula. And therefore he says afterwards, hikovtsu v'shimu bene Yaakov. Gather, lekabets refers to bringing people from distant places, people who are far away. nikibit, nid, kibbutz nidochim. Nidoch means people who are rejected, dejected, distant. That's what's going to bring the gula. It's brought that even though the Shekhinah left him, he was given the ability in his subsequent words to include, to hide the message as to what's needed to bring Moshiach. And the message there is, He kabtsu veshimu veshimu el Yisrael avichem. The word kibbutz again means people from far away. The reason why he says Bnei Yaakov and then he says Yisrael, why mentioning both names in the same pasuk? Yaakov is Miloshin Akev, the heel of the foot. Bnei Yaakov refers to the people who are on the lowest level, the people who are furthest away. Yisrael is Li Roish, people on the top, Roish, the head. That what what's required for Moshiach to come is a bringing together of the people who are very distant and very close. And we have a Shulchan Aruch, we have a Torah that tells us when it comes to non-Jews, exactly what we can do and what we can't do, how when a non-Jew comes to join the Jewish people, our first approach is to try to convince him that it's not necessary, it's difficult, maybe you shouldn't undertake this, etc., etc. If, despite that, the non-Jew insists and wants to come close, then again, the Torah guides us as to what's involved in doing this properly in terms of the person studying Yiddishkeit, studying about Shabbos, kashrus, and if the person is willing to accept upon themselves all of the rules of, of Yiddishkeit, obviously we don't teach them everything in one day or one month year. We teach the most important basics first, but then we make it clear that you're going to need to continue to be learning. Then that person can come and join Kal Yisrael. And regarding balechuv, also, we're told that there's a concept of smoil doiche yemin makarev that it's not just, it's not unconditional love. It's a concept of, of of yira and ahava, seeing if the person is serious and sincere, and, and then showing the person the love also, the combination, a healthy combination. Rab Nasan is gonna elaborate and clarify this in the next pages. And this is also what's meant when the Pasik says, five of you will pursue a hundred of them, and a hundred of you will pursue ten thousand of them. U Rashi, Sheyplu Lefnechem, Sheloi Your enemies will fall before you in an unnatural way. Because once again, Rabbi Nezal said that in order for a person to be doing outreach, remember, Rabbi start in the beginning of that chapter in the Kuturan spoke about bringing this Das to other people, to the Ben and to the Talmud, and Rabbi Nezal said in order to be able to do it, the person must be a Yirei Shamayim, the person who's doing this must have real Yira, Dikdusha, in order that their words should be heard and accepted. So so Ezzel says later, a person has to be very strong. In order to have a share in the Holy Kingdom. Malchus is strength. And the person has to be very, very solid in the, uh, regarding the truth, all the truths about Hashem and the Torah in their consciousness in order to be able to be a makari of others. Because in the very end, the real truth is going to be revealed to the whole Jewish people and to the whole world. Because the Gemara says, truth stands solid. Sheker is wobbly. Sheker is on weak foundations, and even if it looks like it's standing, there's going to come a time when it's going to fall. The emes may eretz and the Torah promises that the truth is going to sprout up from the from the from the earth. And therefore five people who are really connected to the emes to the real truth of Yiddishkeit, of Judaism, of Torah, definitely are powerful enough to chase after a hundred. How are we chasing after them? <laughs> to chase after them by speaking words of truth. <laughs> and by pleading and begging Hashem to succeed in this to be able to succeed in bringing others close to Hashem that's our sword that's our weapons until we succeed in conquering them and infusing them with the true das and after that, a hundred of you will be able to chase after 10,000. All following this pattern that we're talking about now. We know that in Breslov, there was once a time that there were five, only five people who were willing openly to say that they're Breslev During the time of Rab Zal, when there was the terrible, terrible Machlekes, and it was dangerous. It was life-threatening to be, called to be a Brest Lover, to, for people to know that you're Brest Lover. They would try, relig- supposedly religious Jews, would try to close down your Parnassah, would try to get you divorced, Rahman try to destroy, wipe out Brest Lover completely. And there was a time that there were only five students who were loyal to Rav Nossam Zal and who were willing to, to show openly that they are and we see what happened. We see that from those five came hundreds. And we see from the hundreds have become thousands today, thousands, tens of thousands of people who are learning the Sepharim and who are being enlightened. And again, Breslev isn't the only game in town. It's not the only group of Jews that's involved in this. But we, we believe Be'emun shlema that what the presentation that Rabbi Nezal gives of Yiddishkeit is the most true, the most authentic presentation of Yiddishkeit, the emeslamitoy. Va'oz, and then the Pasa continues that Hashem says, I will turn to you, and I will reestablish my covenant with you. Upirish Rashi, and Rashi Akodesh says, Not like the original covenant that I made with you that you destroyed, that you rebelled against. But rather, Hashem says, I will make a new covenant with Kal Yisrael that will never be, be destroyed. And Hashem said, and I will walk among you. Rashi says, I will walk among you in Ganeidim. Because again, the ultimate, ultimate goal of all of these promises is that the true Tzadikim will be to the ultimate pleasure in Ganeidim. She'ikar ta'anugam and the ultimate pleasure in Ganeitin will be higher and higher levels of recognition of Hashem Bechinas, as it says over there in the passage and I will be your Hashem meaning you'll, you'll realize that and understand that to the highest levels however because of the fact that a person cannot and will not be Zoyche to that unless they put in the proper effort on Friday, meaning while we're in this world. The next world is referred to as Shabbos. And our main struggle and effort while we're in this world is to get ourselves out of that curse, that was placed upon us when Odom and Have ate from the eight Sadas. <speaking in Hebrew> Which was especially relevant to eating. <speaking in Hebrew> and to bring ourselves to a level where when we are eating, we're <speaking in Hebrew> their eating was going against the will of Hashem. Our eating should bring us to the highest level of love and wanting to do the will of Hashem. <speaking in Hebrew> this is what the Pesach is referring to when it speaks about the ultimate, ultimate goodness that's reserved for tzaddikim in the future world. <speaking in Hebrew> Once again, Rav Zal reiterates, now you understand why the, the Parshas Bukh Kosei begins with Hashem saying, if you'll follow all my rules and you'll follow the Torah, you'll do everything right, I'll give you rain, you'll have food, the blessings of food. Because by, by increasing our das to the highest levels possible, we can be to this which is the ultimate goal, and that comes during Achilah. Any questions? Now Ramazal takes us back to the story of Yosef Hatzadik and his brothers and sheds incredible light and clarity on that. Paragraph Yudalid Viyakoiv Mosar Habakhoir Libnoi yosef Yaakov Avinu <coughs> ended up giving the birthright to his son, Yosef HaTzadik. Ki ben zikunim huloi. The Torah says that the reason why Yaakov Avinu loved Yosef HaTzadik so much was because he was ben zikunim. Ben zikunim has several definitions. It could mean the child that was born to him at his older age, that Yosef HaTzadik was one of the youngest children, and the Gemara says, "Ben chachma. The word Zokein means Zeh This person has acquired. What have they acquired? Chachma. How do we know that Chachma is an acquisition? It's a posik. "Kene Chachma, Kene Bina. Acquire. So the Kona, the word Kona refers to Chachma. And Yosef HaTzadik was the one who was best suited to acquire the Chachma of Yaakov Avinu as the as the Medrash says, U'muva Rashi and Rashi, Kolish says this clearly. Shekol ma Everything that Yaakov Avinu had learned during those fourteen years that he spent in the yeshiva of Shem Ever, he gave over to Yosef Hatzadik. and therefore. Because Yaakov Avinu gave Yosef HaTzadik all the Chochmah and Das, al Mosar loy Ha HaBechoyrah. That explains why the Bechoyrah was given to Yosef. Shehi Bechinas Kiddushas sadas, Bechoyrah is Reishis, Reishis is Chochmah. This refers to that holy Das, SheHat Tzadik levona tzor, Lahashir LeVonavu kanal, which Rabbi Nassau says there in the Quran, that Tzadik has to give over to his children and students. Because initially, the Bechaira belonged to Ruvain. He was actually the first son who was born to Yaakov Avinu. However, when he interfered and disgraced his father's bed by moving the bed, changing what Yaakov Avinu did, and when there's Pegama bris. It's pegamadas. Das. The Zoira Kodish says Siluko di Yesoido at Abba Vehima. The effects of Yesoid reach all the way up to Abba and Chakman Bina. So poigim in bris means poigim in das. Ali deze nitno habhbucherosalize. As a result of that, the spiritual birthright was given over to Yosef Hazadik, Shizoho Lishmor Hadas Beshlemus, who was to Yosef. To be perfect in keeping his das, ki omad because Yosef Hatzadek was given an incredible test in the area of tikkun abris with the wife of Potifar, and he withstood it, Withstood the test. Sheze Sadas. That's called protecting your das. That's called retaining your intellect. When a person is to be habris, when a person is to be pure in the area of the relationship between men and women, the his kanubai, the other tribes, his brothers, were jealous of him. Al dibo And one of the reasons was because Yosef Hatzadik told his father, Yaakov Avinu, all the bad things that his brother was brothers were doing. Al and therefore they suspected that Yosef HaTzadik was guilty of the bad things that he's saying about them as the Gemara says in Kiddush in page 70 that very often when a person says something bad about another person he's a big Balgaiva very often the person saying that is the Balgaiva that's why he's saying that he sees in another person a reflection of himself. So they thought that Yosef HaTzadik telling over these bad things about them implies that Yosef HaTzadik has all of these bad character characteristics. Gam, in addition, taklu Beruach HaKodesh. Look who we're talking about here. These shvotim had Ruach HaKodesh. They were able to see into the future and they saw sheyetsum yeravam And they saw that from Yosef Hatzadik, from his descendants, would be yeravam benavat, one of the leading idol worshippers of all time, and Achav, the evil, evil king Achav, also major idol worshiper. Sheyavdo avaydezara oisoi shemate And therefore, his brothers suspected that he's also fooling his father, like Esau fooled his father. To the point where they made a decision that it's permissible and a mitzvah to murder Yosef HaTzadik, to kill him. And this goes back to the dream that Yosef HaTzadik told his brothers in the beginning of Parshas V'yeshev, All of us are gathering together bundles of grain in the field, And my bundle stood up tall, and all of your bundles bowed down to mine. And his brothers said to him, Do you think you're going to rule over us? Because the truth is, the brothers were mistaken regarding Yosef Hatzadik. He was really a tzadik and a great person. And he was the one who was to receive the, the, the greatest portion of Das from, from their father, from Yaakov Avinu. And that's why Yosef HaTzadik was shown in a dream that he will be the one to rule. He will be the leader. And look at this. In what manner was he shown this in the dream? They're gathering bundles of grain, bundles of produce. This goes back to what we're speaking about throughout this halacha. Shali Day Hadas, Zoichin Lakabil Hora Sarotsoin, Ali Dayam Luchvan That when a person is Zoiket Ishlaimus Hadas, such a person can receive He Ora if that person is Melech and Mosheel, if that person is Ishael, Al Kane, Heruloy She And therefore Yosef Hatzadik was shown in this dream that he achieved all of this and they hinted this them specifically regarding bundles of produce in the field shehu bikhinas shefa parnasa which represents parnasa lahoiro to show shehu zaqa wa mamshalo that Yosef sifat sadik was zaqa to real kingdom and leadership shalli deze gedalen alumoisasade and that's where all the produce comes from. The shefa It all comes via the malchus. As Rabbi Mezal shows there in Likud Imran, that when Doniel interpreted Nevuchadnezzar's dream, and in his dream he saw a tree from which every living being was being nourished from this tree, the birds, the reptiles, the animals, the human beings, everyone drew their nourishment from this tree, and Doniel told him, you're the tree, the the tree is the king. The malchus is the source from which all shefa comes from. <laughs> Yosef Hatzadik was to the kingdom, to the rulership, as a result of the great level of das that he received from Yaakov Avinu. And his brothers understood. What he was trying to communicate, how he was how was interpreting the dream. Al his Therefore they were envious of him and they said to him, you're gonna rule over us? Because they said it's the exact opposite. Shemate he's fooling his father. Yaisvat Tzadik is fooling daddy and Yosef HaTzadik wants to be the boss, he wants to rule, but from the Malchus coming from the other side, like King Yeravam, who is a descendant of Yosef HaTzadik, who ruled over the ten tribes, the and caused them to make major, major sins of idol worship, Ali through the two golden calves that Yurof and Benavot made, and he used magic to be able to make it seem as if this was a divine thing. Because regarding money and wealth, it can go in two directions. Because the source within holiness from which money comes from, from which wealth comes from, is a very, very high place, from the throne of Hashem. Ki in, nimshach me hayodayim sheyesh b'yam In the Likud Imran chapter that this halacha is based on, chapter 7 in the second half of Likud Imran, Rabbi Nassau shows there that wealth and Parnassah comes from the yodayim, from the hands that are in the Sea of Chokmah. And Rabbein discusses, explains this over there based on a chapter in Tehillim and how Rabbein expounds on this. V'yalken Meir Shon He'Oras And therefore, in money, in wealth, in food, can be shining this incredible high light called he'oros ha'ratzoyim. But the only ones who are zo'iche, to connect to that high-level spiritual light that's found in money, in wealth, in food, are the tzaddik o'emes, the Hanilvim elav be'emes, and those who are really attached to him, shemekablen meaning how, how is one really attached to the tzaddik Emis? They accept his knowledge. They receive the knowledge of the tzaddik emes, and they live by that. They follow his guidance. Shemeir beben vetalmid. This das which the tzaddik shines into the sun and the student, all the different levels. Avulehepechas v'sham. However, on the opposite end, mi sheein mekabel hadas One who does not receive proper das from the true tzaddikim. And especially those people who oppose this tzaddik, who is giving out this das, their downfall comes about through money, through wealth. Because down below, in the lower levels, all. <coughs> All the gashness, all the materialism is attached to money. As Rabbi Nazan speaks about this in chapter 23 in the Qutimran, and as, as it says in the Possum, I gave them a lot of money, the of silver and gold, and the of Osulabaal, and the gold they turned into idols. Rab Nosadzal says, take a look in Yoridea, in Hilchas Avodah Zorah, Halacha Gimel of Rav Nosadzal, where he expounds on this. And this is why the Yishvotim made a mistake. <coughs> they saw that the message in the dream is Malchus, but they thought his Malchus is Malchus the Sitrachra to the point where they considered it permissible to kill him, just like a a Jew is allowed to kill Amalek, to kill Haman, to kill Agag. Question in the chat. Can we please explain why Yosef HaTzadik isn't considered guilty of speaking and Hara about his brothers to Yaakov? And why did he tell them his dream? <coughs> Didn't he realize that this was going to antagonize them? First of all, Lashon Hara, a person needs to learn the laws of Lashon Hara properly to know what's Lashon Hara or not. <coughs> I mentioned this in the past, I believe, but again, worth repeating. My Rebbe, Reb Nichol Dorf, accomplished a lot in his life. And especially when he came to Teretz when he was in his 60s, those last 30 years of his life, approximately, he was living in Yerushalayim, he was in the Breslev community, he took over the leadership of the kohlel in Me'ashorim, the, the learning in, in the shul in Me'ashorim, and the shul, and he was responsible for all of that. And then when Uman opened up, he became responsible for building the the, the shul and the mikvahs for the tens of thousands of people who would come to Uman for Rosh Hashanah and throughout the year. And like any person who's doing important things and good things, the person has some opposition. There was opposition, there were difficulties, there were painful things that he went through because of it. And at one point, one of the people that was working with him told him that that someone said certain bad things about him, etc., etc. And Reb Michal asked, who is it? And the person refused to say, he said, I I don't want to say, meaning, I I don't want to speak Lashon Hara. And I saw that Reb Michal was disappointed and having lived with Reb Michal day and night for many, many years, I, I understood that there was something underneath. The next day, Reb Michal came to Shul, and he took a Sefer Hamidois, and he showed me where Rabbein Sal in Sefer Hamidois, speaks about and Hara, and Rabbein Hazal there brings <coughs> that when a person is telling something over to a close friend, a, a, real, a, cl- a real close friend, <coughs> about someone else, it's, there's not, nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong at all, you know? Me, obviously, you need to know more details about when and how exactly this is the case. And Remichel said, obviously, this person is not a close friend if they think that this would be Lushan Haren telling me. And it was left at that. And it was a very important message that there are times that people think that they're being religious. They think they're being extra-religious, chassid. And, and the Torah says, V'loi ama'oretz Chosid a person needs to really learn a lot. This isn't for, for comic books, and it's not for cartoons, and it's not for girls to say that, Shmiras and that, a person needs to know what they're talking about, really to know what they're talking about. When, when Yosef HaTzadik went to his father, he went only with the hope that they could, he could help his brothers, that it wasn't tattletailing on them to get them in trouble, in quotes, it was to try to fix the situation. He knew that these are the leading tzaddikim in the world at the time, and that they were making important mistakes. They were, one example is what we spoke about earlier, the topic, on the topic of outreach, the topic we're speaking about here, that among the, the wives of, of Yaakov Avinu, there were four wives, Rachel and Leah, who were called regular wives, and there were Bilha and Zilpah, who were originally maidservants. They were called shfachis, maidservants. And Yosef HaTzadik's brothers <coughs> had a superiority feeling and therefore they refused to associate with the b'nei ha with the other brothers. And Yosef HaTzadik understood that this is a mistake. The Torah says, V'hu nar es b'nei villa es Yosef HaTzadik reached out to his brothers, the Bnei Bil and Zilpa, to be mekariv them, etc. And, and we know that especially those tzaddikim that are involved in outreach, they're the ones who experience the greatest opposition and difficulty because that's the greatest mission. That's the most important mission is bringing people who are far close to Hashem. So yoishvat Tzaddik's intentions were 100% pure and in informing his brothers about the dream, a tzaddik knows what he's allowed to tell people and what he's not allowed to tell people. Yosav tzaddik knew that they needed to hear this, they needed to know this, and it was their test to see if they were going to interpret it correctly, if they were going to assume that just because they see that Yeruvam ben Avot is going to come out of him, that doesn't mean he's Yeruvam. Yitzchak Avinu was one of the holiest tzaddikim that ever lived, despite the fact that he had a son, of Harosha, Everyone has Bechira. It doesn't mean, and just because your daddy is a big tzaddik, doesn't mean you're going to be a big tzaddik. It doesn't go over Be'erusha that way. So Yosef had tzaddik, everything he did, we're going to see Rav Nassim is giving us insights, one after another now, to clarify what's going on. We're not finished yet. He's going to explain exactly, in more and more detail, where the mistakes were. And, and we see, we see the Torah shows that despite the fact that he had to go down to Mitzrayim and go through what he went through in Potiphar's house, 10 years in Egyptian prison, and then another two years, the cherry on top, because he said something that was slightly, and despite through, through that Yerida, he got to the top of the top of the top, where Paroi, the king of the world admits that I got a boss, all for the boss, that the real boss is Yosef Atzadik. he's in charge. I can't run the economy of the world, he can. He's qualified to run the economy of the world and no one makes a move without him. At Another question. Why should Lush and Hara to a close friend be an exception? Because when they're the right kind of close friends, there's nothing negative there. It's only about helping the person. When someone is sharing something negative about another person, the intention on both sides is only to see can, what can we do to help the other person, either by approaching them, speaking to them, or by davening for that person. There's nothing negative involved. The source in Sefer Amidos, Balineta will try to pre- 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 present it tomorrow, in the next year. We'll hold it over here for now. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. It should be to be Mehanilv Mela from those who want to come close to the true Tzaddik. And, and and receive the das of the tzaddik. Each one of us, on our level, as much as we can, and be to participate in bringing this, the broadcasting this das to the world the right way, and which will lead to the gula shleima. Bimherev yameinu, amen v'yamein.